Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Blend Radio. Every fourth Saturday, we get to chat with Glenn Burrows over in England. Uh, Glenn is a family history expert. He's a tour guide and owner of Norfolk Tours in England. And one of the cool things he does is number one, you can customize your tour. So that's always, if you go to England and you want to go to Stonehenge and then you want to go to a pub and then you want to go maybe uh, to the Shakespeare's original theater or you know all those kinds of things, he will help you put it together. But one thing he really specializes in is taking people out to connect with their ancestry, with their family history, and even helps them with it. So we said to Glenn, hey, you know what? Fourth of July is coming up. Maybe we should do something on the famous five. You know, the five dudes who drafted the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, Adams, Livingston, Sherman, Jefferson, and Franklin. Ben Franklin. Mm -hmm. You know, I love Ben Franklin. Mm -hmm. So, um, Glenn went down a rabbit hole. So welcome back to the show, Glenn. How are you? And <laughs> yeah. you did. You went down a rabbit hole and your article has nothing to do with what we were supposed to talk about. No. But it's okay. Because this and, is and a true thing that people go down a rabbit hole when they do family history. Oh, that's research, what right? research is about. Especially if your name is Burroughs. Oh, mm. yeah. Oh, with a W or a O-U-G-H? No. You know? Oh, I thought I thought you knew that the the... The word for a rabbit hole is a burrow. Oh, that's yeah. right. Duh. That's They're right. burrowing in well, for the winter. Well, you know, one of our famous naturalists, well, not that famous, but famous in, in back in the day here in this country is John Burroughs. Oh. And it's B-U-R-R-O-U-G-H-S. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be cool. He, he might be in your family. Did somebody he just chop be. it off and change it? I mean, do you well, think your family was a big burrows with the big long word? It, it depends who wrote it down. Oh. Because nobody could read and write apart from the purple, the people who were in charge. So the, you go to the vicar and you tell him what your name is and he writes down whatever he wants to write down. You can't tell him how you spell it because you don't oh. know. You so, know. And maybe he oh. only had a little short piece of paper. Wow. <laughs> he said, I'm running out to the next line. That's it. Your yeah. borrows with a W isn't instead it, of the O-U-G-H-S. But yes. isn't it weird to think that you don't know how to spell your own name? Well, no, nobody do. It was it was yeah. just it was yeah, just back, back then, in the day. Everybody was illiterate. Weird? You know, apart yeah. from the people who were in charge, 99% of the population were illiterate. 99% of my ancestors when they got married and they had to sign the register, they signed with a cross because they couldn't sign. Yeah, the X. Yeah. yeah. They put the oh, X wow. on this. So that makes it hard for family history. It can do. It can. Um, but it's quite surprising if you say a word out loud, even if it's spelt in a different way, you can still see what it is because it's what the person heard. So I remember seeing one of my ancestors who was a Burroughs, and you've just heard how I said it. She was a Burroughs. Burroughs, right? yeah. It was mm-hmm. written down in the register, B-U-R-I-S, because that's what the vicar heard. Oh. Burroughs. That's funny. It's wow. It's the same thing. And it's the yeah. same thing when you're transcribing records, when you're looking at 
census returns, when you're looking at parish registers. So place names are the same. Mm. People wrote down what they heard. So if someone came from Dereham, for instance, which is my local town, and you went, say you went to London and they said, where are you from? You say, I'm from Dereham. They might spell it D-E-R-U-M because oh. that's what they hear. Actually, it's spelled mm -hmm. D-E-R-E-H-A-M. That's how you spell yeah. it. Mm -hmm. But you write down what you hear. Okay. So that okay. so when we start going to the founding fathers, this famous five, <laughs> yeah. This the, you went on a chase because it seems like you I wonder I wonder about this because you know when people start doing their family history, if it gets too crazy, the rabbit hole gets too crazy, they may drop it. You know what I mean? Yes. This is something oh, I when I was reading your article, I thought, you know, I know that you get into the rabbit holes, the burrows, yes. but I know people that are really busy with, you know, raising kids or something. And I'm oh, not yeah. saying you're not busy. I know you're real busy, but it's, it's, that's your thing. And yeah. they're trying to do it. If you start running into roadblocks of things not being verified, and that's what it sounded like you were going into yes. that. And I've done that too. And then you just, you kind of go, okay, I'll look at it another day. And then you don't. Yes. And that's kind of I mean, sad, you know? I think, I think one of the main problems is, and, and it shows in this article, and this is why I went down that rabbit hole, because so much stuff online is not necessarily true. And that is exactly. something that, that we all need to remember about abs mm. absolutely everything. You, you can't know, just, just, yeah. It's not just family history, it's anything. So, you know, if you're reading an article on something, you know, don't just take it as gospel because it probably isn't. It's Especially just political news. No, don't, don't, let's go down that I, I had to just put it in there. I'm sorry, but we'll behave now. Then, I'll behave. But then, wait, I want to say uh -oh. something. I don't want to get sued or anything, but I want to say something about Wikipedia. Yes. Who is like this huge source of information that is yep. all done by volunteers Open source. Up yep. and uploading things. And they do take old steps to remind you, tell you yes, that this may not be 100% true, but people use it as they would a dictionary or, exactly. and, and they use it as a source of this is true. Yes. And, and it, it and may, it may not often, be. Very I, often. I run into it, that all the time with dates on national parks, like when they were founded. So yes. like you'll go on the National Park Service website and they have it. Like here is this date. And then I've actually talked to the National Park Service employees like rangers and they'll go, no, no, this is the date we acknowledge. But this is when the date, because it will go through different names of management. So one time it's a monument, then it's a park, then it's a historic, whatever, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yes. It's very hard to actually find that train of history. So when you're, you know, putting it out there. So a lot of times I'm just like, I'm not putting anything then, you know. Yes. If I don't know, and you'll go, Wikipedia comes up, Google, and everybody's conflicting. Yes. And so at that point, say, I just go, that's you it. You could say it was established around. Yeah. But we're talking about, we're talking about, we're talking about actual, like, big changes, big, yeah. you know, 100 years even. Uh, so but, that's a that's know, a mess. 
the the thing the thing is i mean the dates you're talking around is is not that long ago when a lot of these parks right. were actually formed is yeah. not that long ago it's probably in the last hundred years for a lot of them. yeah yeah right hundred years that's right. what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. so when you're talking about things like 1620 you yeah. know th there is a lot of conjecture there are a lot of gaps in the records yet there are certain things that are put down as if they are facts. So, I mean, mm -hmm. very often, I mean, I, I, I had a look at Benjamin Franklin because, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he's someone that I've heard of as well. You know, we're, I've right. heard most of them. Um, so I, I thought, well, I'll look at Benjamin Franklin and I found oh. that his mother is supposed to come from a family from Norwich, which is my local oh. city. So oh. I thought, wow, I must look at him because, you know, I'll, I'll find out all about it. And it said in all these different sites that I went on to, you know, I went on a half a dozen different sites to compare and all of them said the same stuff. Most mm. of them said exactly the same words. So they were obviously just Poppy. and pasted, but none of them gave a source. So I then went to my mm. own indexes and other indexes, family history websites and parish register websites and you name it the sort the of real stuff, stuff the real stuff yeah. yeah that i use every day of my life and i could not find the baptism of benjamin far of benjamin franklin's grandfather now all of the websites about benjamin franklin told me that he was born in norwich in 1617 but wow. i can't find it and there's nobody anywhere who actually tells me where in norwich he was born now, the wow. problem with Norwich, Norwich is the biggest city in Norfolk. And in the 1620s, Norwich had over 50 churches because it was mm. a really big city, a very important city. So to check all of those churches That's, for the baptism wow. of him without it being on an index would obviously take years. So... If it's already been published, how come we don't know what parish he was baptized in? Yeah. And I oh, don't that's... believe I don't believe he was baptized in Norwich. I think it's much more likely that he came from a village within or a small town within Norfolk called Dis, which is where there were a lot of Folgers mm. living. And that's also the area where his um mother came from mm. because again all of the websites said that mm. peter folger was the son of john folger jr and maria gibbs i haven't found their marriage anywhere i haven't found uh -huh. peter's, i haven't found peter's baptism anywhere wow so but Why? this is like these are the big dudes, the founding fathers people. I know you would think if anyone was going to be documented, yeah, but these dudes would be documented. Actually, not if you think about them sailing off from their mother country and going, I'm going over here and starting a new Yeah, but one. he's looking at their ancestors. Yeah. Right. But yeah, but the thing, the most important thing is in a lot of these websites, they say there was nothing known about him before he arrived in the 1630s. Mm -hmm. And yet they then turn around and tell you that he was born in 1617. 
the son of John and how, Maria. How did they know that? Exactly. So somebody has <laughs> made something up. And that has then That's... been perpetuated by everybody. Everybody copying. else copying and pasting. The and then more. One. So it, you can't just go by the oh majority wins gosh. because everybody no. copies and pastes. So that's and now, the they, and now they're wondering if he was gay or not. I mean, <laughs> years later, no, like, people no, get no, mad every seriously. time I bring that up. No, there's, but it's there, true. There's a whole there's an amazing people have decided he was gay. I'm like, no, no, it's because yeah. he because he he he's a fancy man. Let's put it this way. But fancy he also was a mess. Man? He was a fancy man who was also very messy. He drooled on his shirts and everything and spilled his food all the time. Okay. Um, I don't know that. There's this amazing biography written by a historian. Well, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. It was like reading the Bible. And I had this thing about knowing everything about Benjamin Franklin because he actually wrote the first almanac as a joke. Now there's another almanac dude that did the real farmer's almanac, but Benjamin Franklin started it as an entertainment piece for people to read during the winter. Right. Yeah. And a lot of it turned out to be true because he does understand seasons and stuff like that. So people started to believe it, even though he said, this is, like a rag it's a joke you know what i mean yeah, it's like yeah. star magazine or whatever you call those things you know do they still even okay. exist those weird you know the, the you know the propaganda magazines he started propaganda right and so but he did it as a joke and he was pretty plain about it he was going back and forth over to you know france he was the one person who was diplomatic between england america and france Yes. Yeah, which is fancy, but he was, when I say fancy, he could go to into a party, be able to communicate girls. with with other people, would just get all pissy, but he was like, no, no, no. But he had a lot of girlfriends and a lot that of guy friends, friends, but the girlfriends, that the, because of the girlfriends is what made people, some people speculate that he was gay because he had a lot of women hanging out, like if he was taking a bath, like in France, they were all hanging out in there. But it was like their friend, their, they had a friendship kind of. While they it were, wasn't while necessarily he was that he was being like bad or what, you know, naughty or, you know, wasn't necessarily cheating. Oh, you know. Anyway, so I didn't write this. the book. And this is about 20 years ago that I read this. So um, I'm going to be wrong if anything I said, I'm going to get the emails all over again. But I did make Benjamin one guy Franklin incredibly invented, mad on our radio yeah. show. And I was now, in the middle Benjamin of reading this. Franklin invented the bubble baths. No, he didn't, but he did like to take baths, but he had all these girlfriends. So people thought he was being, you know, a naughty boy. But then they realized, no, he had a lot of women friends and he really didn't care about the sexual part of that. It was women friends and they was a friendship. Anyway, so did, hey, we're still in Pride Month. I can say this, <laughs> say this and celebrate this. You know, so I'm going to get in trouble about Benjamin Franklin, but there is that speculation and you brought it up. But um, <laughs> I do want to go to this that you brought it up, Nancy. You started it. You, oh, you that's not it my fault. Fault. It's, it's, it's not my fault. It's, it's just what oh, people. I don't know. Don't don't blame me on it. But and I I power to it, man. Come on. I mean, we have a lot of gay it, people. To me, it doesn't centuries. make a difference. But it is interesting that years later. When the guy has been dead for 
like a hundred years, somebody decides he was gay. How do you know yeah, over, that? Over two, three hundred years, you know. Yeah, exactly. Time. So how do they Why now would people decide? Care? Who cares? Why would they even decide that now he's gay? Because, because of that spec. It's a speculation. You know, but I if mean, he was like dig power- up his body and test his DNA, I don't know. No, this but power to him. Power to him, man. I, but I exactly. And maybe that's what made him such a good negotiator. Exactly. That's my point. He was, I say, a fancy man in that he knew how to go into a party, be party time, and then mm-hmm. knew when to do business, but knew how to be with all genders in different ways. Let's just put it that way. And also, he was a talented bloke. He, he was. He traveled. As you've just said, he traveled. And all over. Yeah. One of the interesting things that I did discover was that there is actually a a, a big archive with all of this mm. stuff in, and there are a load of letters between oh. him and his relations who were still living in Norfolk. And wow, that does that does seem that there is obviously this connection with with yeah. Norfolk and the yeah. Folger family, but again. There isn't the there is there doesn't appear to be the records of the the baptisms, wow. marriages, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, to go with it. But there is one really interesting thing, which was a will of Maria Gibbs's father, who mentioned hmm. that she was married to a Folger. So you know it could all be tied together. But mm. the trouble is, what I'm saying is that a lot of these written records that you're finding on the websites are not actually giving you facts. They're just mm. giving you suppositions or they're just giving you a carbon copy of what they read 10 years ago, 20 years ago, what might have been published in a record 50 years, ago, 100 years ago, and they've mm. just quoted that verbatim verbatim whatever you want to call it and mm-hmm. and taken that as a true record so yeah. bring that up to date and bring it onto your own family history this is the big mm. thing that a lot of people Good have got point. to remember is that you can't trust what you read on the internet so this is important so you want to get the fact you want to be able to get to the actual historic document itself exactly Mm. You can't judge, you can't put together mm. your family history on the say-so of somebody else mm. unless unless they have given you the sources of their information. So say, for instance, I look at a website and it's got part of my family tree on it. A lot of people just copy and paste that onto their family tree. Well, that's no good wow. because mm. half yeah. of that could be rubbish. But right. a lot of people do that. And very often I will see people with a family tree on a website and for sources, for the source, for the information, it will say, you know, such a such a family history website, which is, that's not a source. A source mm. is oh, a parish that register. Yeah, yeah, parish register, a census, a will, you know, their sources. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so because you want the document. Yeah. Using yeah, the another first... another record that's been written by somebody else as a source 
is a third so hand. If you if you yeah. can see the actual document online, that's yeah. okay. Like the actual photocopy of the document. That's but if it's source. someone who has typed it out and said, "Yeah, it's happened here," and they're they're wrong, they're wrong. It's like but then one typo could start a war. It, but then now aren't you talking about newspapers? Like because that's a printed thing yes, or an online thing. Yeah, is that a is, source? Is a primary source. Yeah, but people. When yeah. you read a newspaper, you've got to realize that it was written by somebody for a purpose. Exactly. So going back to Benjamin Franklin and the Almanac, if he wrote something funny about your grandpa, don't yeah, read it and think it's true. No. Oh, yes, I want. I'm betting your grandpa was funny then. Yeah, I want to say this though. <laughs> this is very important, Glenn. As you take a cup of, are, are you drinking tea or coffee? Because this I'm is I'm drinking important. coffee. Perfect. Ooh. Because this is where I'm going. In this country, there's a commercial. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Oh, coffee. Yeah, you didn't just Folgers do coffee that. is one of the biggest ah. coffee, typical, you know, mm. coffee brands in this country is Folgers. Yeah. F-O-L-G-E-R. Folgers. Well, there you go. It would be interesting so, to see whether they're the, they're the same family. When I saw your article, I went, oh, my gosh, it's the coffee. That's why I was asking, what's in your cup? Now, we don't have coffee in ours, but I mean, that's that's coffee is. So that is a I'm going to have to now look up the Folgers coffee thing. Yeah, because you've got to think, too, about when America became like December, uh, December 6th, I think, is when the Tea Party happened, the Boston Tea Party. When they threw the tea over the, and back, then it was Not those coffee. big giant They were bricks. drinking, drinking no, coffee as they threw the tea over. Yeah, but we were saying no to the British, right? Even though we're British descent that we're doing this, mm. dressed up as Native Americans and went off the ship and tossed the tea. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Funny. And then later we had another tea party, but we won't go there. Um, but that tea part, that Boston tea thing, <laughs> Was like, you know, and so I wonder about Folgers, his, I have to look, now it's another borough to go down because yeah. it's interesting because Folgers is a national brand of coffee. Like if yeah. you go to New Orleans or Louisiana, it's community coffee. But if, yeah, that is a national brand that has been there, like Maxwell House and Folgers are going to be the two big national coffee brands. Now we yeah. have Starbucks and all that fancy stuff, but that started later. That's I'm talking just about somebody serving coffee. Oh, They're not making it. I'm going to have to go look up this Folgers it. thing because I wonder if it even dates back to America going, okay, we've got Benjamin Franklin and, you know, on this side and it could be a family member. And here we, here we go. We get rid of tea. Well, we better do something. We need coffee or something, right? Me, even though black tea has more caffeine. Well, the other the other interesting thing with that would be that he would be in the right sort of position and in the right circles to mm. encourage people to use that brand of coffee, possibly. And and he went to Europe all the time, which Europe was big on coffee. We France were yeah, was big we, on we coffee. Were having, we were bringing coffee houses in for people mm. to uh, to drink in as opposed to to tea houses but you know coffee coffee shops were getting the big thing in london in the 18th century mm -hmm. oh so, wow yeah. so that was that time frame yeah, so exactly. well would, would the tea thing come from england going in and dominating like um the the, the east and in asia that's where the yeah. tea thing came from england yes china, yeah okay china and india were mm -hmm. the big okay 
tea producers. And obviously India was part of the English empire. Mm. The empire strikes back. (laughs) It did, yes. Yes, it did. But wow, but but look how this, that's a rabbit hole, right? About coffee. But this this is the whole point. You know, whenever you start to do a family history, a local mm. history, or whatever you do, whenever you start researching a subject, if you're anything like me, if you are actually interested in the subject that you're researching, you will go off at tangents every mm. single You can't time. help it. No. But, but then, okay, so now what also can happen more. because we're humans. Yeah. We want to find out more, but now you know deep down that I really want the Folgers to be connected to Benjamin Franklin. And so when you see something that looks like it, our psyche will start to believe it just because you want it to, even if it's not. So does that happen on family history where it's very possible? Yeah, but it's possible. But even if it points to it and it may not be true. There's that side of us that goes, we want it to be true. I don't want, yes. I want to stop here and let it be true. You, Yes, there is. There is that way of thinking. But as a researcher, I might think that, but I then want to prove it. You know, yeah, so I, exactly. wanted to, I wanted to think that Benjamin Franklin's grandfather came from Norwich. I, I remember your think. email immediately go, oh my gosh, I think he's here. You know, yes. it came from here. And but I'm like, I'm no not- way, Nancy. And now, I'm not then next thing I know, it. I'm not now, just going to accept it because that's what it says on a that website. Sucks. That sucks. Yeah, you got to go there. Because you were so excited. Yeah. And then you sent yeah. me this. Oh, I think you know because we changed the, the whole thing mm. of what we were going to do this month. And you're like, oh, I went and looked up and immediately found this. But let me go and see. You you always have that. Okay. Let me let mm. let me go find out more. But I'm like, dude. Well, yeah. So what? But look what I did. I go, Nancy. Glenn thinks, hey, you know, Benjamin Franklin's mm-hmm. family comes from his village. See, I didn't go let him see more, but you see how it starts to, yes. you know, the mm-hmm. phone tree thing. You know how we did the phone thing in school, how you say one thing, it goes down. And by the time yeah. it comes back to you, yeah. it's completely opposite. I mean, that is a good but, example just between the three of us. But wow. actually, actually, the, the best thing is that I found a connection, possibly, to a tiny little village in Norfolk, just outside Thetford, where Benjamin Franklin's relations appear to have lived, because that's the family where he was, who he was corresponding with in the 1760s. So he was corresponding with this family called Folger in this little tiny village in Norfolk in the 1760s. That there must have been a reason for that. You know, I know it's over a hundred years after his family went mm. over, but do, do do we know his mother's maiden name? Yeah, she was a Folger. So okay. what I'm saying is that kind of explains this, that. This is much more for me. This is actually much more exciting than Peter Folger coming from Norwich. Because if he came from a little tiny village where there was probably only half a dozen other people living, that is more exciting for that little tiny village mm. than the fact that Benjamin Franklin's ancestors came from okay. North. But wait about this. Wait about this. Okay, I have records. So remember, just on to me like DTD, remember our pet sit that we did in Connecticut with our friends, uh, Chris and Angela? 
Um, remember we did the whiskey tasting with them, Nancy? Mm-hmm. And the, oh mm-hmm. my God. And oh, oh yeah, I love yeah, yeah. Bella. Oh my God. I, and the mm-hmm. dogs. I, you know, I'm all, mm-hmm. I love, oh my gosh. Anyway, they're the house with this. That was, remember, I took photos of the mm-hmm. records for the you. I'll need to send it to you. I don't think okay. I ever did get to it. So that house is from the 1700s and is Benjamin Franklin's niece's house. They have records and family records and I photographed them all. So maybe that will help something. I don't know. Because what you, are you waiting for? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that your rabbit hole went the other way. I mean, we just started recording today. I got your article and I'm like, oh, well, duh. The thing is, you see, the thing is, if we can actually prove where Benjamin Franklin's family came from, we're going to turn the history books upside down. Okay, so, okay, so now, and think about this. Look at all the Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln history that you had, too. Yeah, that exactly. was some crazy stuff, right? That's just, yeah, he's wow. just down the street. Um, I just joined the Lincoln Facebook group, Lincoln Highway Facebook group. Oh, right, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, we're into the Jefferson Highway, Thomas Jefferson, speak of that, right. you know, do that podcast. They did their annual conference and they met at the crossroads in Iowa of the Jefferson Highway and the, and the Lincoln Highway. So they had people dressed up as each president meet and then the presidents of the highway association met and shook hands all in one place i think that's pretty darn cool i mean when you think about it back then we were naming roads after presidents now people are pissy about jefferson and a little bit on you know but you can't history is like that so you know get over it but well he did bet no he did bet i'm not getting into it because it, it some of it's not good so Andrew Jackson was not a good guy, but then if we didn't have Andrew Jackson, I don't think we would have won the Battle of New Orleans. So just saying. So it's kind of these mixed things that you just have to go. That's that's what happened. It's history. But, um, it's mm-hmm. history, but I, I don't want to hurt people's families that had suffered co- deaths and consequences over people doing some bad decisions. So um God, you have to, I'm trying to, I, I care about people. I don't want, you know, I don't, it's such a hard time. Now you don't, I don't believe in slavery or any of the brutal things with slavery. And I wish we could take it all back, but we could we just do better now. No, I think we have to just late. do better now. You know what I mean? And not, and mm-hmm. learn from history. That's why history is here and we need to, you know, get part of it. And go, okay, Thomas Jefferson sucked at this, but he was really cool at that. Let's do what he was cool at and not what he sucked at. Like, that's how I look at it. Pretty straightforward. Well, Don't the, do the, the, you know. The, the, problem, the problem with historical research is that I find stuff that isn't very nice. Yeah. But I can't do anything about it. All I can do is report on the facts. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem with going down the rabbit hole of what people did wrong means that do we do we cover up history we can't cover up history no that's how we learn not to do the same thing twice and and the problem is when we cover up history we're Mm. then not acknowledging that anything happened so therefore we're then leaving ourselves open to let it happen again i mean it's exactly it was the same thing as what happened during World War II with the concentration camps, because mm. 
there there is a I don't know what you'd like to call it a group of people who say that the Holocaust never happened because oh, okay. they they don't they don't want it to have happened. Well, actually, it's very important that we learn that it did happen. We can't we can't condone any of it. We don't want to condone any of it, but we want to acknowledge what happened so we cannot exactly. And exactly is the important thing. Because what we've got to remember is that what these people were doing, we're talking about 1630, 1640, even right up to the you know the. 1776 mm. signing the you know the declaration mm. you know things were going on in 1776 mm. and they would have thought things that went on in 1630 were were awful things that were going on in 1776 today we think they're awful things happened in 1966 that i think were awful right well, it's, you know yeah we have to think about these things well and and it is it's on us as people humankind exactly to to learn from it and try to um you know we're called human not animals and we separate ourselves from dogs and cats and leopards and lions but we're not that far separated no. as far as how we act oh we're really gonna get emails today i know <laughs> sorry but no but i mean when what, what do you call war you know well, let's go kill each other. But um, I think I think the important thing is that we report history as it happened. Exactly. And, and although I I realize that what happened is not pleasant yeah. to some groups of people, it's not mm -hmm. pleasant to my own ancestors. Mm -hmm. But as I'm reporting history, I have to report history on what actually happened. I have to report exactly. the truth. Because if I don't, all I'm mm -hmm. doing is keeping the 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 rubbish perpetuated, and mm -hmm. actually that's no good to anybody. So it's the same thing as these idiots who copy and paste one website and put into another one. All they're doing is perpetuating a load of rubbish. And yeah. the trouble is, if you perpetuate rubbish, in the end of the day, people are going to think the stuff that you're putting forward is what happened. Well, it isn't. We need yeah. to know what did happen. And I think that is the important exactly. thing that I've discovered from looking at that particular group of people is that what has been perpetuated isn't necessarily the truth. So mm -hmm. we need to dig. Yeah. That's, you you really have to research at least, I, I really believe in six to seven sources. Yeah. Three is good, but you, and there's some places like oh, Wikipedia, take it with a grain of salt. It, it to me, is a starting place. Yes. With new ideas. Yes. And but, a story. But it, but it is That's all about it. amassing as much original mm -hmm. or contemporary reports as there was available. You know, and they do I'm, give you I'm a list of the it. people who have contributed. And if you want to, you can go look up all those people who have contributed to a basic article on their website. Mm -hmm. So they're not, they're not doing anything wrong. They're, no, printing... they're, not, they're not necessarily trying to fool anybody. Yeah. They're, they're not actually giving their sources. 
And that yeah. is the important thing. Well, they do list at the bottom of the article. Normally, there's a list of people who have contributed, but then you got to yeah. go look at 16 people and then yes, find out. They give you a list. Very often, yes. they will give you a list of sources, mm -hmm. and a lot mm -hmm. of them sources are just other books. I know. And then when you go and look at them, you find, oh, there's three words that match. Yeah, exactly. Or the copy and paste on the internet. That's the thing, you know? Yeah. But I, I don't want people to, I want people to push through. Like, don't let it, don't, don't let, don't it, let it slow yeah. you down on your no. research. No. I think, you know, you're letting people know that allows them to, like what you said, you found this whole other thing. And then exactly. maybe now, maybe I'm sitting on records that could help that, that is the amazing thing that we i mean the possibility is there that between your record and my records we mm. could actually rewrite the history of his family tree. i tried to read those records i have no it's like reading a whole other language well you I need have to send no them clue what they're talking about send them. i have send no them. clue i will I will sit up all night waiting for them to ping through on my email. But yeah, bing, bing. Yes, <laughs> I'll Dropbox them, you know, because they're not because I photographed them all and I'm looking at this going, you know, and now I'm going, I should probably mm. photograph the entire book of everything in there because who knows? Because there's so much. Mm. I don't know what I'm looking at. It looks, I mean, it's more than birth certificates. It's like the things of people coming over with name. I look at Glenn's face. He's looking at me like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's, there's like all these names i don't know what i'm looking at i can't read it it's in all this handwriting stuff that i can't read yeah you you want those documents yes please <laughs> there's your answer well you know oh. when we said we said benjamin franklin i should have gone like hello yeah yeah chris and angela are gonna get on me you know yeah all right well well we'll have to do a call with them we'll have to do the next podcast with them coming well, on and talking about their house because of the Benjamin Franklin connection. Well, exactly. A, if we do if a rabbit find a connection to Norfolk, that'll be even better. I think, but it's interesting about Thetford because even when we were there in Connecticut, where their place is, all the mm -hmm. names, there was Scotland, there were all these names that were all English. And obviously there's okay. Norfolk and, and Sussex and Essex and, yeah. Yeah, but there, but every state seems to have a Sussex and an Essex here. You know, well, it's would. like when you back East. So it's- funny, if, if you look at it, um they were saying i was reading on one of the websites i was looking looking at that they were saying that more people emigrated from the east coast of england to america than mm -hmm. people realize and when you look at all of the place names in america the east coast of england is so well represented in place mm -hmm. names and also oh, absolutely we were we were looking at the other people as well. I don't want to forget about the other ones. Yeah, yeah, because you had some good ones there too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Benjamin Franklin's paternal father came from Northamptonshire, which is not too far away from the East Coast. It's on, on the east of the middle. Um, John Adams family, when he mm. settled in America, they called the place that they settled in Braintree in Massachusetts. Oh. And there is a Braintree. Where, where does that name come from? No, like, come on, where? But that name, I want to know who came up with the name Braintree. I mean, that's like your brain. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah but there, there's a there's a place in Essex called Braintree. So 
you know, you'd need to look at the origins of the English name called brain tree. So normally they would go new brain tree, new this, like the, the settlers came over yeah, here and they named everything brain tree, like, from where they when, left. And they would like new England, new this, new that. Yeah. 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 You know, so but you it's see, the same thing. That reminded of, them of home. Some of the others, um, uh, Robert Livingston is, is Scottish. Right. Definitely. Um, but Roger Sherman, he also came from Essex. In fact, mm -hmm. his origins were in East Bergholt and Dedham, which is an absolutely beautiful area of Essex. And that's where John Constable painted his lot of his um, oh, country cool. scenes. Yeah. So beautiful area. And then Thomas Jefferson, his family is not really very well known. His mother's family is, mm. but the Jeffersons, they don't know really where he came from. They've been doing some DNA research about Thomas Jefferson. Um, oh. There isn't really anything set in concrete as to where his ancestors came from. They think he might have come from Wales, but they're not certain. So no. now there's still a lot to be discovered. But the interesting yeah. thing, you know, of these five people, you had one, two, three of them who came from East Anglia, you know, my side Your of the area. Wow, know? Glenn. And you might be related. You never know. Who knows? Who knows? Well, and, wow. and the other thing, too, what about paintings? Like I have this painting behind me. With, it's yes. When they're signing the Declaration of Independence. Um, right. Can you use artwork? Because like here, like I go back to the national parks and, and so even the civil war, there were artists, we've done a lot of shows with uh, Victoria Chick about this, where artists, uh, photography, mm -hmm. obviously not then, but mm -hmm. artists were doing sketches and paintings or sketches and then painting later. They documented like our civil wars and things. So yeah. back then, can we use art as part of research to help us, you know, know this was true because maybe an artist painted it because back then, a lot of times it was painting the scenes. It was almost like a newspaper in a way, the way artists were, right? Compared yeah, to now we're like doing artistic photographs. Yeah, it was pre-photo. It was more documenting at some, mm -hmm. at some of it. It, it the, wasn't like I'm painting to get famous. It was I am right. depicting what I'm seeing. Yes, but you've always got to remember the same with anything that's written down. Why was it written down? Who mm -hmm. was it written down for? And who paid for it? So right. when you've got when you've got a painting, who painted it? Why did he paint it? And who paid him to paint it? Because if I pay you to paint my picture, oh. I'm going to want you to show me in my best light, and I mm -hmm. don't want you to show me as a nasty person. And that is why Cromwell, <laughs> the old saying, you know, he wanted to be painted warts and all which is all ah. about, he wanted to show what he really looked like. So it's all about warts and all, you know, so you wanted mm -hmm. a picture showing him as he actually really was. We still don't know if that's how he was because no one's got a photograph of him, but even a photograph can lie. So you can't always take anything as pure gospel, but that's what Nancy's already said. Mm. You need more than one source. So, yeah. for instance, your painting behind you shows mm -hmm. the signing of the Declaration of Independence or whatever. Mm -hmm. There will be 
a record of who was in that room at that time mm. and possibly where they sat or where they stood. Now, that painting may give you the proper picture, but I doubt it because it is looking into a room as mm. if the wall this side doesn't exist and all mm. of the people are sitting so you can see their faces. Well, that's not then, how people sit. And, and then when the artist paints, they have first and foremost the the um, <laughs> artistic license. The art, no, they have absolutely, but they also want to. They have rules of um, the foundation of the painting, the structure of the painting, yes, the composition of the painting, all these things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lighting, the lighting source can't come from more than one place unless you really know how to paint. And yeah. all these things, and they are depicting a scene. They are not a photograph. No. The purpose of the painting. Unless you're a courtroom artist. As a photograph. The purpose of the painting has artistic license. But Could like I say, that, the picture behind you. Mm would not be how people would sit in a room. Yeah, exactly. No, and it's also a bunch of politicians, so you know half of them are asleep and drooling. <laughs> and then if, if I painted this picture, I would probably take a couple of the white wigs and turn them black. I know. <laughs> Listen, oh, what is, no, where did the wigs come from? We were talking about this on our Pride Month show, and you know, we were the, talking about drag and dark wigs. Johnny Schaefer says, listen, you know, drag's been going around for a long time. We had wigs in England and I'm like, we had wigs in Africa, like because we had the British system, right? Oh yeah. gosh, Who started went, the wigs I went, because I went, I went to court in Kenya and I was so surprised that was that there were wigs. There were wigs. Everybody? Everyone was wearing wigs. Yeah, and they 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 came out with white powdered and wigs. I got white powdered wigs. Like but, but for the African men, because it was always men, they would have an English person's white-haired wig. So it wasn't matching their ethnicity. So that's not cool. So but that's what they, they did anyway. So it's like, oh. You know when, when they say powdered, there's a reason because as they walk, powder falls yes. on the floor. You can see it. And that, what, I was like, oh, what's the my. point? Why, why, why do we have wigs? Who started this know. and why? That's Maybe another subject. Uh oh, maybe okay, that's a whole other be, show. Oh no, maybe not to be identified as how you voted or something. Oh, because well, that goes into a whole Ooh. other political party, the Whigs. But that's an H. Tories. It's got an H in it. Yeah, oh, that's a different yeah, kind but of I mean, Whigs and even how did those no, words it's a come? different kind all of All right, wig. that's a whole other topic. But all right, well, everyone, Glenn's articles up on blendradioandtv.com. All the links uh, are in the show notes, whether you're on YouTube or Spotify or wherever you're listening or watching. And feel free to send those emails. <laughs> I don't yeah, please that. do. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> go ahead. Um, no, we like to connect. You know, we're not here to harm anybody. That's that's the truth. It it is. Um, it's, it's always just difficult to navigate some of these conversations and. Um, that's that's the truth. So everyone, Norfolk-Tours.co.uk is Glenn's website. That's important that people connect with you. And so when someone is helped, like they need help in, in this country going, you know, I might be a Folger. Yeah. 
So then they can connect with you for that and help with, you know, if, even if they're not coming over yet or of course. do you help people? I okay. Mean, I mean, uh, that's, that's, Lynn half is a Burrows. that's his last name. That's half the, that's half the fun of it is, is to have people who, who are interested in their family history because, mm -hmm. you know, Folger is actually quite a, a, a Norfolk name. Um, but also, you see, you've got Folger, which is F-O-U-L-G-E-R. You've got Folger, F-O-L-G-E-R. But mm. you've also got Fulcher, which is F-U-L-C-H-E-R. So mm. all of those names could easily be the same family. Um, oh, they could. Like I see mm. who, who wrote them down. But yeah, I mean, if anybody has got any queries about family history, just drop me an email. That's what we're yeah, here for. Find them on Facebook. He's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I love your Facebook. You've been doing nice stories, little videos of, of places. I'm trying. I like watching it. I'm trying. I'm learning. That's nice. It's very nice. I like to watch it. I like to see where you are. It's beautiful. It looks like you're having a lovely summer in England. Oh, it's beautiful out there. Yeah, it's very, very warm. Wow. Very cool. How different. Well, it's summer. Well, it's, it's hot in Texas where we're recording this. Let me oh, just tell you, it's hot in Texas. But anyway, thank you so much. Glenn is here every fourth Saturday. Uh, you can listen to him on our shows or watch him at bigblendradio.com every fourth Saturday or anytime later. And of course, norfolk-tours.co.uk. Thank you so much, Glenn. See you Thanks, later, girl. Glenn. Let's go have some coffee. Yeah, I why not? <laughs>